If you would, please turn to Psalm 51. I'm um, only going to read verses 1 through 12 for time's sake, as well as that it's the primary, the primary subject I want to cover can be found in those verses. As we all know, this is the psalm where David, the prophet, come to David and said, Thou art the man. David repented, said, I have sinned against the Lord. He was forgiven. Amen. But right. this was what was in David's heart. Yes. And this is where he went to his, when he went to his prayer closet, if you will. Yes. Psalms 51, verses 1 through 12. <clears throat> Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Amen. Wash me thoroughly from, my, from mine iniquity <clears throat> and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou, <clears throat> when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Right. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Yeah. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Yes, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Amen. And there's a lot of lessons that we can take from the psalm. But what I would like for us to primarily focus on this morning is how does a man's own, how does a man after God's own heart respond when he has fallen into sin? When the Lord has chastised him and when the prophet has come to him and says, thou art the man. What was, what was it that was in David's heart? What was it that David had to make right? What was it that David was most concerned about losing? You know, I want you to think about something. David was forgiven immediately. However, there was great cost to David for what he had done. Right. Number one, the sword shall never depart from thy house. Yeah. This is what Nathan told him. Number two, evil would rise up against him out of his own house. Number three, his wives would be taken from him and given to his neighbors. And number four, David's soon-to-be-born child would die. There was great consequences for what David did. But when David's heart was revealed in this matter, when the Lord had come to him and convicted him, David didn't speak of these things. These things did not matter to him. In comparison, in comparison, oh, it's a key word here, to restoring his once intimate relationship with the Lord. Amen. Now I want to look, I'm primarily just going to look at four verses that I believe sum up David's heart in this matter and where David's priorities lied. And that's going to be first half of verse 4 and then verses 10 through 12. Verse 4, Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. Really? Well, I would beg to differ with David. I would say that he sinned against Uriah, Bathsheba, Uriah's family, 
his own family, not to mention the poor soldiers who had been so loyal to him that he sent on a suicide kamikaze mission to so that he could have Uriah put away. Uriah wasn't the only one that died during that battle. And their families and so on. David sinned against several people. And David knew that he had sinned against several people. And David knew that he had an obligation to those people to make it right as much as he could. We know that because when Nathan came to David and talked to him about the, gave him the story about the lamb, David responded, well, first he responded by saying, that man should die. But then he said, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. My point of that is that David knew that he had sinned against other people, but that wasn't his priority. In David's heart, it was against the Lord that he had sinned. It was the Lord that he had truly offended. And the grief that I'm sure he felt for the offenses that he committed against these men and their families failed in comparison to the grief that he felt for the offense that he had committed against the Lord. It came so short, the two are so incomparable, that in David, in his immediate confession that we have in Psalms 41, he didn't even mention these things. He could only see his great offense toward the Lord. And he would say, against thee and thee only have I done this. As I mentioned earlier, David had been told about four consequences of his sin and four losses that he would suffer. But again, comparatively speaking, the things, <clears throat> those things didn't matter. The life of his unborn child, the restoration of his family, all of these things were secondary compared to the restoration of his relationship with the Lord. They're so incomparable that again, they're not even mentioned in his prayer. He does not mention these things in his prayer. He had one thing and one thing only that he, that he had to restore. This was the man who had once said, one thing have I desired of thee, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold his beauty, to inquire in his temple. This is what mattered to David. This is what he wanted restored. And I believe this can be seen in verses 10 through 12. Verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God. Psalm 23, 24, 3 and 4, which David wrote, says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. And he goes on and lists some other things. But David knew that he had to have a clean, a pure heart to commune with God. He knew that only God could create that clean heart. David could and should pray. He could and should and should repent. But he also knew that only God could create a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Again, David knew that only the Lord could revive, could renew, which once had been so vibrant in his life. Psalms 57, or I'm sorry, Isaiah 57, 15 says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite, contrite ones. Right. David knew this. He knew 
that the Lord would only dwell with those of a contrite and humble spirit. David knew that the Lord would only revive the broken, the contrite, and the humble. David would pray in verse 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. David went before the Lord knowing that he had these things and knowing that because his heart was broken, that this was the only way the Lord could revive him, restore him, and renew the relationship that he once had. Verse 11, Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. David right here just basically cuts the chase. Basically, he's just crying out to the Lord, don't leave me. Amen. Don't leave me. Amen. I've seen what happens to a man when you leave him. I saw what happened to Saul. Amen. I've read your word. I know what happens when you withdraw your spirit from a man. Please don't leave me, Lord. Right. You should leave me. You should leave me. I have sinned greatly against you that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and clear when thou judgest. judgest. You should leave me. I would leave me. But, O oh God, thou art higher than I am. Amen. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than mine. Amen. So, Lord, I pray to you according to that, please don't leave me. According to your mercies, don't leave me. That was David's priority in this issue, Amen. in this matter. Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. David could remember the times where the Lord would wake him up early in the morning, late in the, in the, in the night, and how David would crawl into his word and get lost in it, and how he yearned for it and thirsted for it and hungered for it and cried for it. David could remember these things. David knew that David reminded the Lord Lord, you remember when I danced before you with all my might and all my strength. I was so enwrapped and lost in you and in your presence that I didn't care what other people thought. This carnal wife of mine, this daughter of Saul, she couldn't understand this relationship we had. She couldn't understand this intimacy. Please give this back to me, Lord. That was David's priority in the matter. Verse 12 again. And uphold me with thy free spirit. David knew that if the Lord didn't sustain him, he would not be sustained. David knew it was not by power or by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord that he would be sustained. David David knew that he had all, what he had already done when left to his own devices. He had just proven what he would do. So David would pray, make me to go in the path of thy commandments. Incline my heart into thy testimonies. This is David's priority in these matters. So what can we take from this? Number one, David, the matter, the man after God's own heart, his grief was for his offense against the Lord, yes. much, much, incomparably greater than that towards man. Yes. Number two, David's primary desire was not the restoration of his family. He would talk about that later. It was not the the saving of his unborn child that he would fast and pray for later. His priority was to renew that intimate relationship with the Lord. Amen. Beautiful. So what we need to ask ourselves, what I've had to ask myself this, these few days in studying this, is when we, when we find ourselves overcome by sin and the Lord chastises us and the prophet comes to us and says that thou art the man, where are our priorities? Right. When we go to our prayer closet... 
Do you first beg the Lord for the baby? Do you ask the Lord to bring it a little more practical to us to bring back our children? Restore our marriages? Give us back our jobs? Restore our finances? Or whatever the consequences that we have brought upon ourselves with our sin? Or is our primary concern in our prayer closet, like David, like the man after God's own heart, the restoration of our relationship with Him? Because the other stuff doesn't matter compared to that. Where are our priorities? Amen. 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 Well done. Amen.